I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Yeah, you ever heard of that? I've seen, yeah, Chuck I, I e. think I've seen the original at one point. Yeah, like, he's like playing for like six hours straight, and he doesn't say one word. And he looks at the camera and goes, "Poggers." This <laughs> 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 fucking creepy as hell. Yeah. Well, Mike, we're gonna be talking about another multiplayer first-person shooter map that you probably played as a childhood. Cash. Week, so can't wait. Yeah. They should yeah. make a video game based off the Crimean War. You yeah. just get dysentery and have to fight. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should make a Richard Burton game. Oh, that'd yeah, be a sick RPG. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Called Amp 3. Snowboarding game. Sick and racist. It'd be like Assassin's Creed with blackface. And the GTA coffee mod thing. <laughs> yeah. 5M. There's that... You played Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah. Is that like one part of Breath of the Wild where you have to be a cross-dresser? Oh, to get into the oh, town? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like... I was just flying right now. Nothing else is flying. <laughs> no one else is having fun. Why does Nintendo get to this one? Do is this? great. This yeah. is great. My favorite part about that is that I think seventy-five percent of the village knows you're a dude just cross-dressing, mm -hmm. but yeah. still makes you do it in order to walk around the city. Well, you got it. You know, it's about yeah being empowered. Women, the women town. Uh, we've true. all seen that episode of Futurama with Snoo Snoo. This is what they're about. That's what it's about. So God yeah. bless them. The Amazons. I do love the Amazonians. They pick you up I and mean, suck you like a baby. <laughs> much much like Link sneaking into that desert town, uh, Richard Burton had to sit down and pee last episode. Uh, that's yeah. normal. <laughs> he had to kill a child last episode. <laughs> because he wasn't sitting down <laughs> while peeing. Very strange world. All right, let's get into the show. Hello, welcome to Roast Mortem. You belong here. I'm Tom. I'm Travis. I'm Mike. I'm Connor. That's it. Woo! I'm That's still all. alive. Now keep us on. Learn about a man. Keep learning Learn. about this man. Yeah. yeah. Have a snowboard. We're we're yeah, we're we're on part four here. But before we jump into Richard, how's y'all weeks? Mike, uh, why don't we start with you? <laughs> uh still here. There still we go. Alive. Still, right. still right. kicking right. and screaming. <laughs> That's all. That's all you got. That's good. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's know, great. I, I visited the city, see my mom in the hospital, and uh, I just say I hate hospitals. Yeah, they're just like they this lady screaming, like for good, like for like nonstop the whole time we were yeah. there. Patient or doctor? Patient. Mm. She's probably dying, but probably better than if the doctor was just screaming for yeah, three hours. <laughs> yeah, I feel like hospitals have really good grilled cheeses, though. You eat at hospitals? Yeah, I'll go to the grilled do. cheese. I'll go to the cafeteria, dude. They yeah. got great grilled cheeses. You can't fuck that up, really. And you can, but... You could definitely fuck up a grilled cheese. Yeah. You Microwave can. grilled cheese. Well, uh, your mom's she's, doing okay. She's out yeah, of the hospital right. now. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. That's, That's good. Like to hear? Oh, uh, the city smells like garbage still. Yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I'll say. Well, that's good. Um, thank you for reporting in from New York City, yeah. uh, the East Coast Portland, 
as some call it. <laughs> was there uh, no 911? There was no 911s happening, right? Uh, there might have been. Oh, okay. I was in the hood. I was up in the fucking uh, Spanish Harlem. It's pretty, it's pretty scary up there. Yeah. Could Our be friends live there. Bombing. They had a nice little apartment. In the projects up there? No, in Spanish Harlem. Oh. It was a cool. It's probably, it's probably nice. Everything is gentrified and so necessary. Yeah. It's so safe now. Uh, where I was was not nice. only was really safe. It's safe, trust me. Yeah, mm. uh, it's very safe. It probably is. Everyone's got a camera nowadays. You can just get in trouble. <laughs> Everyone's got a, you... got a gun. Yeah, the people you really need to look out for are those people dressed up as Mario and Luigi in Times Square. You know what I'm saying? That's They're, true. Those ones will rape you. Speaking of Times Square, I was nearby there for the first time in a long time this weekend. Oh yeah, what were yeah. you doing? Lizzie and I went to Book of Mormon. Oh, oh yes, yeah, it that was is great. My, that is my favorite, like musical ever. Great show, lots of fun. Uh, but had to walk by Times Square. Didn't even walk through it, just like near Next it. Up. And man, it is still terrifying. Packed, packed, but just the weirdest people. You know, it's all the tourists. Everyone's it's all like, tourists. I but see like, this shit. Man, fucking New York Times Square tourists are a strange breed. I don't know how the ball oh, yeah. was dropped so bad where <laughs> Giuliani comes in, he goes, we got to make this place all friendly. They make it all Disney-like, it's yeah. all corporate takeover, and it's still just as dangerous. Oh, yeah. Look at all well, the whorehouses or those yeah. peep shows that used to be there, right? Yeah, you I would love to go to a the, peep show. You got rid of all the sex workers keeping the streets safe. It's Times true. Square should be where all of the... Um, Cam streamers are, should be. Yeah. They, they, that's where they should go. Is to go to Times Square. Yeah, they I like should, that. They should, yeah, they should build like a building, kind of like the Apple Store near uh, Park, uh, you know, Central Park, and just put them all in that glass, you know, building. Oh, yeah. Make Times thing. Square grimy again. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. It's fucking suck. Keep the American Eagle, the building at least. Make it skimpier. And yeah. take pictures of the cam whores, because they have the American Eagle. I used to work in Times Square. Just really? Yeah. Oh, God. And, um, yeah, I was in the building that Tupac was shot in. Not the one he died in, but just he was shot. shot. Yeah, not, not ah. the... But I was in that building, and, uh, yeah, we, we'd always be able to see from the little balcony there um, the American Eagle building, where tourists would go to get their pictures taken, where it could be then put on an ad. Uh, in Times oh. Square. Oh God! <laughs> so it's like, this is good. This is yeah. good stuff. This is denim. These are denim morals. You, <laughs> you understand? Go to Spanish Harlem. Yeah. yeah. Visit is, New York City. This is late stage capitalism. But use that technology for the cam girls. That's what I'm getting. From yeah. That. Uh, so the play was good. Play was great. Right, Times cool. Square is scary. And then had the one of the best chicken sandwiches of my life. Ooh. Right after. Where? Where? Uh, we went back to, we're in Astoria, and we just stopped in at a bar, and I got the chubby chicken sandwich. It was fucking amazing. It was chicken thighs. Oh, yeah. Nice. Pounded thin, buttermilk, um, whatever the, case, buttermilk casing. Cook- <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> the breading. Casing. Chicken yeah. sandwich Buttermilk casing. breading, and then, uh, pickled onions. Oh, so oh, good. Nice. Oh, Sounds dope. Yeah, yeah. I'm hungry now. How is it out there in Portland? Dude, it's hot. We're going through a heat wave, dude. This is uh, one of the worst heat waves ever out but, here. But you're fine, right? Dude, no, I'm not. I had to, so my week, uh, I was so sweaty because I have the AC and it's just in the bedroom. I was so sweaty and I just was like, I need a fan. 
So I bought a four hundred dollar fucking rip off uh, Dyson fan. You can what? just spend the extra fifty and get the real Dyson fan. No, or it's you- a real it's a it's a real Dyson fan. Okay, but I'm or saying it's you a rip off. Spend oh. forty dollars on a box fan and have it for thirty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saga. Give yeah, it to your children. It's a hand me down from Connor, actually. My fan. <laughs> That's Still right. blowing. See, Great I box mean, fan. My idea was that you know now I can have it on while we're recording. You know, it's not mm. going to be buzzing at me. You could have it on while recording anyway. I could just noise reduce the whole thing. What with a box fan five inches from my face? Not five inches. Is that, I mean, give yourself the, the space. is that how close the Dyson is? Is it five inches it's away? Pre- it's pretty Wait, close. Let me see it. Yeah, show me. No, it. it's not that close. <laughs> is it one of those things without any it's fins over there. in them? Oh, that shit. That's oh, 400 nice. bucks. It does yeah. look nice and it's very discreet. It. I just see a yeah. light. I'm all about discreet here. <laughs> it doesn't all look like anything, discreet. Mike. My eyes. Um, but yeah, I, that, I've been doing that. I've been getting been hot, buying expensive fans. Um, also been stoked on music this week. Tom sent over an exceptional album that I've been listening to. I don't know how to pronounce it. Shog, shogs. Oh yeah. That was the thing I made. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's pronounced shoot. Shoot. (laughs) Okay. Shogs. How is it spelled? It's spelled (laughs) like, you know, like Hugh, like Hugh Laurie or something with the name H-U-G-H. Yeah. So I just put an S at the beginning and a T at the end. So it's shoot. Shoot. Okay. So I've been listening to that, and, and, and the uh, third Viagra Boys album came out. What a banger. Cave nice. World. Listen to that, boy. All right. Yeah, those guys are fun. Well, thanks for listening to my music, and uh, got to check out those shrimp men. Mm-hmm. That's good. Tom, what about you? I was in Fort Lauderdale this week visiting my grandmother, who is also in the hospital. Uh-oh. She's uh, gonna make it. Woo! Hey. Yeah. That's all I know. All right. You're 92, and we're pushing the envelope. Keep here. it going. We really are gonna see <laughs> how much we're gonna do this. Triple digits. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Why not? How's Fort Lauderdale? It's okay. It's I've a. Never been there. It's a decent. Pl- well, we were in Hollandale Beach, oh. Hollywood, Florida. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a boardwalk there, so it's a good place to get drunk. Did did you go to the uh, Hollywood uh, line of stars they have in Florida? But they're all pitbull. <laughs> yeah, it's all pitbull. It's just actually. like it's, it's the entire thousand down, stars yeah. of pitbull. It's the boardwalk. It's the entire boardwalk. Um, and it starts in Miami, and it call, goes all the way up to Hallandale Beach. Really? <laughs> yes. What about Jacksonville? Does it go to Jacksonville? That's way up there. That's man. too far north. Yeah, yeah, no one, no one goes there but college kids yeah. and sluts. Mm. So I'm going to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah Mike's going to college. You'd crush Woo-hoo! it in Jacksonville. Mike. Mike's going to Jackson Hole for some beef. Woo-hoo! Dude, you would do great. Yeah, but uh, it, it's nice. Hallandale Beach is cool. I guess I have mixed feelings on the place. It's really not a. Was it too warm there? It's it's a mixture of like this adult Hollywood. I mean, like a playground kind of thing, and just like pure scum. The weather's kind of a little too much. Like I'm moving down south, but that's that's too far. It's another nine hours from where I'm gonna be. Yeah. Man, it was hot. It's a and uh, I saw a dead cat that's and cool. a bunch of iguanas. Oh, did the Were iguanas these kill the related? Cat? <laughs> Sorry, I was two of you. What'd you say? We basically asked the same question. <laughs> oh, did they? No, the iguanas didn't kill the cat. Um, I did something fun. I forget. 
Kill the cat. Oh, I got stuck on a tarmac for two hours. That was what happened. That was <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and it was returning, right? That's even worse. Yeah, I'm returning. Far, so, far worse ooh. than the two hours before takeoff. Yeah, we... Yeah. Well, we got both. Oh. So... Oh. I, Double whammy. It, to fly a, a, what is a, a flight that should take two and a half hours took me 11 hours. Oh, it was bad, but we got drunk in the airport, passed some time. Oh, boy. that's fun. That's yeah. scary because sneak peek of next week's How Is Your Week? I am doing that same flight. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, all right. Oh, It'll boy. be fun. Watch out. <laughs> she'll get you. Okay. <laughs> First class bingo. First class to hell for two hours at a clip. Can't wait. You're now. So let's go to a different hell. <laughs> yeah, so, let's get Burton. back in. And the uh, Richard Burton here. Now we're we're really taking this guy is like the gift that keeps on giving. I'm we're really slowing down this series, boys. It's probably going to be about eight parts. I'm loving this guy. <laughs> Great, yeah, do yeah. it all day. Um, because there we're not even going to get to like I, I mentioned at the beginning of the series. He looks for the Nile. Um, we're going to talk about his first attempt, but the real big attempt is going to be next week. This, <laughs> this is, is like, like the. A, it's like yeah. last week when you pre- we previewed his stalker, and you're like, "We'll pick that up in like three episodes." Yeah, <laughs> it was just we're like, gonna, "Here's the taste." We're, we're gonna we're gonna touch back in with her this week, but oh, thank uh, God, I've been missing her just just for a bit. Uh, Goldarold Isabel. All right, so where we last left off, Richard was had just returned from a year long Hajj um, to Mecca, and he dr- disguised himself as an Afghan, and he went to Mecca, and he went to Medina. And now, instead of returning back to, to London to collect this praise from the Royal Geographical Society, like, oh, man, the first, you know, England, well, it wasn't the first, but the first real documented Englishman to go to Mecca, uh, Burton decided to stay in Cairo for a while before sailing off to Bombay, India in 1854. Uh, here, he started writing what would be his ultimate work, the... Pilgrims to El Medina and Mecca. Um, we are actually going to devote the entire last episode to mainly his book writings and like all of his writing and stuff like that. So, because um, he really kind of ups his um, work as an author towards the end of his life. Right. So I'm sa- I'm saving mainly the de- the finer details of his writing till the end. Another little tease for the rest of the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now the two things, the one, the stuff I will say about this book and what he kind of comes away from Mecca, um, uh, is that he, two main aspects of, uh, Arab culture that he really liked. One was, um, harems, lots of broads. Sounds, I think it sounds good, great on paper, but you know, I don't know the logistics here. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that would be great. Yeah. I feel like it's the man show's dream, right? But, like, the man show sucks. <laughs> yeah. It was never really that funny. Yeah. I, I went back, watched some clips. It could be better. Yeah. Um, Carl Malone other- was funny, though. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh a good one. God. That was the funniest one. <laughs> Uh, so the other, the other one, the other fact is that women wore loose form, like form revealing dresses. He's oh, like, I want to see, what's that? 
I thought you were gonna say circumcision. Oh uh, no, that's already he. Ha- that was something he just had to do, dude. He's... I thought you liked that though. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe he liked feeling the breeze. You said he wanted loose fitting clothing. Yeah, because we're thinking. You think in the 19th century, all the women where he or he's from where are wearing like those thick, you know, corsets and hoop mm, dresses. Right. Where he goes down to Arabia and it's hot down there and that sundress like, booty. You can see yeah. shapes. Shapes. My how the world has changed. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 150 years later, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, they the women. Let me tell you about the women. You can't see them. They look like Christmas tree bags. And they're back there behind me, walking twenty yeah. yards away. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can't even get now. You can't even get close to them, and they're they're dressed to the to all to the eyes. They're yeah. dressed yeah. to the eyes. Yeah, yeah. got some nice they're, eyes, baby. They're they're dressed for only Allah to look right. You know, he's he's got those those fifties X ray glasses, like that. <laughs> that shit is so unique to their culture. I'll say that. <laughs> it is so unique to their culture. So unique. Yeah. Um, now a lot of these finer details, you know, he's publishing these books. It, it's weird because like some of his books are kind of scientific papers, I guess you'd call them, or like so, so sociology kind of papers. But a lot of them are just published for the general public, and uh, most of these finer details will be cut by the publisher. But again, we'll go into that in greater detail when we get to our final episode but the main takeaway we're coming away is that you know if you haven't guessed it now or you haven't gotten it you know richard is a horn dog and like that's what we're gonna kind of be expanding upon and moving into his other explorations um Uh, but he didn't have much time to hammer out this book he he was able to hammer it out but he kind of quickly wrote it out and sent it out to london because he quickly started his next big adventure right from bombay he didn't even go back to good old England for a sausage roll. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. Well, you're also really close by comparison. What do you mean? Oh, you're in India, British controlled India? Yeah, they probably have sausage rolls down there. No, I meant like you're, in, you're near Mecca. You might as well just keep going that way. Yeah. So, uh, in the same theme, there was another Muslim holy city that. This time, this one, no Europeans had ever entered, right? And I think he mentioned he was like the 11th European to go into Mecca. The city was called Harar, and it was located in Somaliland. Um, now, Harar is currently in Ethiopia, but back then, that whole area was just called Somaliland. And um, I think we kind of discussed that in the King Leopold episode, where like Africa wasn't really, um, there weren't, countries it was just like you had arab sultans or african tribes that just kind of controlled this general area you know <laughs> yeah the, the way it should be right um so i mean yeah so he's going into somaliland we're going to kind of use some of the general african countries that are more of a modern kind of like yeah there was the kingdom of ethiopia and stuff like that but the necessary the country necessarily wasn't there um, so, so yeah, anyway, he's going to Harar. Um, now Harar is the Muslim city of learning. It was also the HQ for all missionary work into Africa and other parts of the world. So kind of like, you know, kind of like Salt Lake City with the Mormons. Yeah, I was go going to say, it's like the reverse Book of Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> 
like if you want to be a good like a good Muslim putting on your your white uh, suit and tie and carrying the Quran to door to door, that's ring the doorbell. Hello, (laughs) go the way. (laughs) Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and not our Savior, but our Prophet? You're the reason I got (laughs) held up at the airport all the time. (laughs) Go away. Now, once again, Burton planned to enter Harar uh, alone and in disguise, uh, but this time he was planning to bring a few other British officers to help him survey Somaliland, like, in general, because much of it wasn't discovered, you know, discovered by white men, you know, like, it wasn't mapped out, it just kind of was this blob next to, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia or, you know, the Arabian Peninsula. Um. So his the three dudes that would be joining him were surveyor and geographer G.E. Hearn uh, and two army buddies that Burton had back when he was surveying Sindh. One of them was William Stroyan, and the other one was J.E. Stocks. Stocks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Stocks didn't make it because he died before this <laughs> journey would happen. Really? You know? Yeah. What happened the to life, stocks? Yeah. Life expectancy in India and this part of the world for white people, not very high with diseases. <laughs> Just a classic. Was it a butt or, uh, butt or skin? Stomach? I don't know. I know it was some type of disease. I'm going to guess it was like, I don't know, cholera or something. Probably mm. a butt disease. It was COVID. <laughs> it was, it was COVID-68. Yeah. It's another statistic. <laughs> yeah. Someone didn't wear their mask. <laughs> um, so so uh, Stock dies before the actual expedition happens. So Burton replaced him with a young volunteer, a man named John Hanning Speak. And Speak is uh, S-P-E-K-E. Cool. Uh, yeah, Speaky. Um, now... The plan for Burton, Hearn, Stroyan, and Speak was that various teams would split up and explore and survey different parts of Somaliland, but they were going to use the port town of Aden in Yemen. So that's at like the very below Saudi Arabia, right at like uh, there's the, it's the Gulf of Aden uh, where the Red Sea opens up into the Indian Sea. So they were going to use Aden as their HQ to like kind of plan, you know, this whole trip and, you know, figure out who's who's going who, what what African Easter egg, you know, trip we're doing here. Is that an okay thing to say, an African Easter egg trip? Yeah, yeah, they're looking <laughs> for the Easter eggs in the jungle. <laughs> and they're just like plotting out land basically. They're not like yeah. looking for anything in particular. Yeah, I mean, so Burton is going to Harar specifically to like establish he wants to contact. Visit, like, the, yeah, yeah. But the other guys were mainly just kind of, you know, they had their sexton and they had all their geographical tools to kind of map out the area. Wow. Let, let's be honest. He wanted to go to the pipe. He wanted to go lay pipe. He wanted to go lay pipe. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I dude. think that's, that's kind of main always... mission is to pipe exotic women. He wants to fuck around the world. Exactly. Yeah, Mike, I think you've really uh you've really kind of lined up the same um you know, psychology behind this guy. You're really digging deep into him. I mean, I know his his 
I'm reading him like a book. I feel like yeah. he and Dan Sickles would have gotten along really well. Mm. Oh yeah, and would have just plowed through like forty percent of the women that they in the towns they met. Like I went through. I wonder if they ever met because he did go to America during like pre Civil War, like right right before. Oh yeah, that's he a, went after that, Civil War. Yeah, this is the time period. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, they were contemporaries. My yeah. God, I really hope they met. <laughs> and he and Sickles hung out in London. All right. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So right off the bat, um, Burton noticed something very off about his young volunteer, John Speak. Um, Speak was kind of like a, the closest modern comparison with Speak I could think of. Remember that dentist that got caught a few years that was like shooting big game and then like everyone doxed him online? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that was bullshit, too. <laughs> Why? Because the guy bought like people do that all the time. And he went over, he got a license to shoot an animal, and then the people who sold him the license told him that that, that animal, Cecil the Lion, was yeah. a fair game, when it wasn't. Right. And then they went after him like he deliberately did that. Well, they should all be blamed. Listen, yeah. <laughs> shoot all the animals. I don't need them. I don't care for them anymore. They don't do anything for me. Wow. I don't, That's like when Harambe died. That's why. It was around that same time. Yeah, no, I mean, rip Harambe. That's why you should never dude. kill any animals. You should actually figure out how to make animals' lifespans longer. Animals, we should we should be giving them, like, small defense cannons to fire back at us. Yeah. Make it fair Are you people game. insane? No. They want give, us dead. Give the yeah, monkeys guns. Some of them. Give the monkeys guns. All right. Give the dogs this guns. Is, this is... We're going to button this up another time. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if a monkey shot me, that'd be hilarious. Way funnier than if a human shot you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike got yeah. shot by a monkey. He doesn't know anybody. Wow. He's a monkey. That actually is really funny. They're, they're actually making uh, they're making Dunstan checks in too. It takes place in a school. That's fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, it's cute. It's very cute. <laughs> um but you know what I mean? That guy kind of had like one of those, I want to punch this guy. He's like got a lot of money. Like he's, he's had that face, right? So uh. Speak came from a very rich family. He was a stuck up Christian, uh, an absolute meathead that could not speak any foreign languages. And he Good loved, mate. he loved to hunt, loved hunting, big hunter, which isn't something that's necessarily strange for the time period. There's a lot of English people hunting. Burton, as I mentioned, like after shooting that monkey, he didn't want to hunt. Um, so I guess Burton was the odd one where he wasn't a hunter. Because he but started with a monkey. <laughs> he, he stabbed a kid to death. It's different. Laws of the desert. Remember that's, that's true, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Those monkey screams that haunt him forever. Yeah. Uh, so Speak had explored the Himalayas before this expedition. And he would just basically shoot anything that moved on his journey, then collect samples or pelts or dissections and send them back to England. Science. Yeah. This is just believe the science, guys. Good old 19th century science. This is Anthony Wonderful. Fauci. Yeah. This is what yeah. he would be doing back then. Yeah. Uh, uh, that alone wasn't, wasn't weird. Like I said, right, we had Teddy Roosevelt in America. This is That's about... 60 years later, and he shot everything that moved and put it on his wall in Oyster Bay. And he saved America. Yeah. What, coincidence? I now, think not. No. 
The unusual thing that Burton noticed just from them meeting in Aiden, because he's still, he can't like not shoot animals for one day, was that I would say at this point, Burton was not a squeamish person, right? He's seen circumcisions. He's, oh. you know, seen, he's killed a kid. We decided that he probably circumcised himself. I yeah. Think we, we can agree he's seen some mm. shit. But, the, but something that Speak did completely grossed him out, and that was Speak would, like, go after pregnant animals and then on site eat their embryos out of their mother's womb. <laughs> <laughs> like liver king. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's ever a period in time where any culture thought that was cool. <laughs> It'd be one thing to, like, do it once and be like, wow, that was weird that that guy just did that but to, to, to seek them out is another level of you're yeah probably vegas. Vegas. probably you, tasting good you do it in vegas in one of those smash rooms but instead <laughs> of like an old tv you bring a polar bear yeah he's yeah, got a then, pub but then the, but then they use the uterus like a fucking poke bowl and fucking eat it out <laughs> you know that's that's a little weird yeah because i would want that chilled and if you killed an animal fresh it's gonna be warm and weird mm. oh i didn't think about that yeah, yeah. hot embryo yeah, room. Maybe it's good. We don't know. I never tried it. Can't knock it till you try, as they say. I do yeah. want to try balut, which is essentially that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we eat eggs all the time. Yeah, it's an embryo, right? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Well, that's a that's an interesting characteristic of speak. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Burton doesn't like that. Burton doesn't like that. He's kind of creeped out by this guy. He doesn't like the fact that he doesn't know any foreign languages. Uh, but for the time being, Burton didn't really have to deal with Speak because Speak was going to be heading out with Hearn. Um, so he's, he's like, all right, whatever. This guy's a weirdo. Hearn, you deal with them. I don't know. They're doing like some land surveying. They're basically working for the town, you know? <laughs> um, right. Don't get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, now Burton heads out from Aiden to the point, po- yeah, the port of Berber, Berbera. And this is in Jan- this is January fifth, eighteen fifty five. Upon docking with his penis, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, which now seems a bit more difficult without the yeah. extra skin. Upon violently docking in in uh, Berbera, um, Burton immediately sets out documenting the culture. By and Mike, how does he do that, Mike? Uh, having sex with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Woo! He immediately heads out to the poorhouses. Um and Research. he learns Yeah, he learns something rather shocking. You see he's you know, he's uh, a very uh, adventurous man. I'm sure he probably uh did oral sex back in the day, which was probably rather disgusting. So he's right up there. He's right up there, and he sees a bunch of weird scars around most of the prostitutes, vulv- you know, on the vulva, on the labias, right? There's all these scars going on. He's like, hmm, that's strange. And he starts to ask questions, and he basically did some, you know, vice journalism on female <laughs> circumcision. Oh, What's yeah. wrong with your beef curtains? Yeah. Talk close to the mic, damn it. What's wrong with your beef curtains? <laughs> Thank you. Right. Yeah. See, Mike, you could work for Vice. What's wrong with your beef curtains, lady? <laughs> I mean, it, the smell, I can only imagine what the, the smell is probably. Oh, yeah. Very smelly. It smells like... Probably like, smells like my nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, you <laughs> think about it. That, 
Nineteenth century sex was smelly on both ends. I'm sure, even if he's circumcised, his yeah, dick I'm was sure stank. Also, their noses were used. They were, these were eight, you know, nineteenth century noses, so they probably didn't even notice any smells. Oh yeah, That's yeah, true. they just got burnt out by the time they were five. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's like you don't have that sense anymore. So yeah. like the moment you smell something good, it's like, whoa, this is overpowered. Ah, damn. <laughs> but your vagina smells like bloody teeth. <laughs> so, so Burton was aware of the practice, the Muslim practice of uh, basically scooping out clitorises in the name of Allah. Um, but there was, something, there was something in Somaliland that was even more barbaric than this. Uh, so a in addition to this whole removal of the clit, um, in order to ensure the girl's virginity in this area of Africa, it was custom to simply sew up the labia with leather or horse hair when the girl when a girl reached the age of ten. Uh, so how do you pee? It's probably dribbled out, right? Connor. I'm so uncomfortable here. Yeah. That. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's like yeah. an old school chassis belt. That's yeah. like one of those um you know, those Native American leather wallets where you see the bullet <laughs> ring on the outside. Yeah. That's it. Oh, so man. obviously Burton's banging Ugh. the whores, so they have had their their stitching removed, and that's what he's seeing in these whorehouses. Like oh. the old, you know, little Scar tissue that I wish you saw, as uh, Anthony <laughs> Kiedis would say. I just, you know, I wonder who starts this shit. So sick. What sick weirdo is like? Not only am I going to do this to a person, I'm going to do this to all of them, every single one of them. And everyone goes, "Yeah, it's a fucking sick idea." You're idiots. <laughs> You're all so idiots. Your ancestors yeah. are idiots. Uh, Your culture is garbage. <laughs> so if you weren't uncomfortable we're, if, if that's alright We're going to go into more detail on this practice <laughs> So Burton uh, Obviously Burton saw a multitude of problems With this whole uh, custom uh, There was rot and infection And all this shit going on uh. um, Now it was custom And this is like This is so dumb This is so dumb So right You've stitched up a girl of 10 years old You've stitched her vagina up and, you know, she matures a little bit, probably only like six years or so, if that. But when it's time for her to get married, it was a man, the man who married her would try to break the stitching with his dick. Oh. Like, oh. just like, it's like when they're cutting the ribbon to a new, like, town or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allowed to cut the prize cake. Oh. Oh. My, my dick hurts uh, thinking about that. I do yeah. that. Arthur, I love you so much. Could you please pun punish me into freedom? Don't <laughs> worry. I've just... got a really sharp dick. It'll yeah. make it work <laughs> yeah, yeah. much better. They don't call me pointed dick Arthur for nothing. <laughs> I've been sanding this pecker down for weeks. <laughs> Burton noted that most men resorted to a knife to just undo oh, the stitching. Almost worse. Almost <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm getting jabbed or just... I feel like they're not going to be careful with it because they're going to be uh, real yeah. excited for their first time. And also that stitching's been in there for a better Years. part of a decade, probably. <laughs> uh, Dumb. Yeah. Terrible. Dumb culture. Yes. So great, Rich. great, great culture. <laughs> now, what was Burton's take on this? Obviously, uh, he was against this extreme. But in the case of circumcision of the clitoris, he said, quote... That it was the proper complement to the male circumcision. 
uh, evening the sensitivity of the genitalia by reducing it equally in both sexes. And that an uncircumcised woman has the ven- has has the veneral orgasm much too soon and often than circumcised men. The frequent coitus could be, could injure her health. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank Dude, you, doctor. Yeah. Dude, you can't have her come too much. She could die. <laughs> Good to know. How do you know she's not faking it? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like, you know what? Uh, just keep going. Just <laughs> yeah. keep going. Let's keep just power I, through. I, need a, I, need a I want to power through. I need a visual, Travis. I, I got to see what uh, this looks dude, like. Dude, you are free to go on Google. I'm not looking that up. <laughs> Get off my Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, uh, Somali vagina circumcision. No, but this shit is kind of sick. And I mean, it, it is worth mentioning that this practice is maybe not the stitching up. Maybe. I don't know. But this female... Female circumcision or clit removal is still practiced today in a lot of Africa. It's pretty Again, good. Plot line of Book of Mormon. Oh, awesome. The mm-hmm. what, a, what an apt play to oh, have seen. Oh, yeah. Mike, don't show me. Oh, <laughs> holy. Wow. That's something. That's, oh, I'm boy. Do they circumcise the male penis, too, over there? Just by <laughs> chopping the chopping the whole cutting, tip off. They just cut the whole tip yeah, off. Push it in. Chop, chop, chop. Yeah, you push it in. Push, tie it up. They push it in. Tie it off. Yeah. yeah. Zip tie. <laughs> Not until yeah. you're married. Hey, yeah, gotta yeah. knot off. <laughs> I wish they would do it to me. Why you got too much dong? I just yeah. <laughs> it's like, gonna die from it's, too much. It's one, it one by fifteen. <laughs> one, one by <laughs> one by fifteen. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> yeah, you could go for an extra circumcision. Yeah, take a little bit off the top. Yeah, <laughs> break that spaghetti in half. Oh man! Now, now, in between learning, I mean, he's in he's in uh, Berbera for a little bit, um, and he's learning about this circum this female circumcision. But when he's not banging broads, he is assembling a crew of about nine people that are all locals in the area to accompany him on this journey into the desert and the, eventually the jungle. Um, two of them included uh, some two big-titty cooks, and those were uh, Burton's words. Not mine. I, I didn't big-titty cooks. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, we are a history show. Yeah. Uh, one of the crew was an ex-policeman and a Somali Bedouin that uh, was originally from Aden, where he came from. But this guy has, I think, one of the coolest nicknames, and that is The End of Time. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that like a compliment, or is he so boring uh, you don't want to talk to him? No, but I, Burton, Burton said that he, I didn't write this down, but he said something like he was so like deviant, and he knew so many different things, like weird, sick shit that... It was like the end of time in, I guess, like end of days in. So, so this be like if we called Mike Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. Like if that was Mike's name, it was yeah. just like, oh, or like Armageddon. the like, yeah, like Tom is the Rapture. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the, Chris Benoit? What am I? A, a fucking a, a monster truck? Or, or the a, Rapture. You're the Grave Digger. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Burton and the end of time hit it off, and uh, the end of time was kind of like a walking cultural encyclopedia. 
Um, and he gave Burton a kind of a look and a heads up on the brutality of the Somali warriors that he was entering. And he, like this, their territory, and he said he, they had no qualm in spearing down a pregnant woman to wipe out a male heir. Um, and then also told them of a clash between two Somali save, slavers that ended in the mutilation of 100 boys. <laughs> a lot of boys. Yeah. Gross. Um, and when a Somali killed an enemy, like you kind of know who, knew which Somali warrior not to fuck with because uh, when they killed a, a high value enemy, right, um, they were rewarded with an ostrich plume that they would like stick in their headband or like somewhere on their on their spear. So if the if a guy came at you looking like a peacock, you're gonna want to yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of as almost as homosexual as like the Hell's Angels that wear the leather. Vests, Chaps. right? Oh. This is more like the Lady Gaga style. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I don't want to go. With, I don't want to go to this place. You don't want to go to Somalia? That was it Ethiopia now. Ethiopia? Yeah, they're yeah. in Ethiopia. It's it's that, Ethiopia and Somalia. Brought to you by yeah, China. One of the most poor places. Yeah, Mike, you don't want to go in there and be like, "Look at me, I'm the skateboarder now." And then, like, fucking do a kickflip with a coconut or some shit? Uh, maybe. One day. That was kind of racist. <laughs> Is it? Uh, More of the coconut kickflip. We don't even know if that's from there. You're just kind of going, it's down <laughs> south. <laughs> yeah. Probably. It must be black and beautiful. I think they just have mud pies there. It's in, yeah. it's in Burton's hedonistic zones. I'm sure, I'm sure all, Som- right. I'm, I'm sure all Somalis think that Americans eat cheeseburgers, which we all do. So, do, right? <laughs> who doesn't? Not me yeah. anymore. So, fuck them. I eat chicken nuggets. Healthy. There you go, Mike. Yeah, Mike's on a diet now. <laughs> Wait, you're uh, sober and on the diet? Jeez, yeah. man. He's changing a, his life. I go to T-Bell, I get the bean burritos. Oh, Healthy. Mm, shit. Tasty. And Let- water. Lard. Water. <laughs> That's what the bean burritos are made with. Lard? Lard. Yeah. A good refried bean is lard. So. Really? Well, yeah. Taco Bell is the healthiest fast food. It is. See, Travis backing me up. It's it true. You can. You're not doing anything. You it just liquefies your inside. You don't even have a job right now. You see you, this? You can make a salad at home. You see these guns I'm getting? It's, it's fucking. I got wings now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. You can grill chicken. Hate myself. Continue, Travis. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's jump back in here. Right, so we've got our team. We've got uh, End of Time and the two big titty cooks. And uh, what's um, his name? Bert. What's the other guy's name? Hunter. Dude. Speak. Speak, oh, man. Speak. Speak. Oh, he's not with them right now. Speak oh, is off. Speak's off doing yeah, his own speak shit. Speak is off with, yeah, Speak's with Hearn doing some surveying somewhere else. This is just Burton out of the Englishman. Um, so there, the team passes through lion territory, you know, chilling with Simbas and shit like that. And then they go, you know, they're going through the desert, then they go into the jungle. I think Burton like sees a lion at one point and was like, oh, I'm glad Speak isn't here because he would have just like blown his head off. (laughs) (laughs) Oi! (laughs) Yeah. Um, and they finally reach Harar. Now, now that they're in Africa, Burton's like... Arab disguise. He's still using the same thing, Abdullah, right? He's dressed up as Abdullah, and he says he's from Afghanistan. 
Uh, it really wasn't having the same effect now that he was like legitimately in Africa and all the locals were black. Um, the black locals like just viewed Middle Easterners and Europeans as white. So like, it didn't matter if he yeah. was like an Arab. They're like, oh, you're a white guy. You <laughs> know? Uh, you're right. He's like, but the guards called me. They called me Gringo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Burton, uh, you know, kind of end of time was like, you may want to like change your whole fucking get up going on here, Burton, because the one people that Harar, like the people of Harar hated the most were the Turks. Most of human history have, has hated the Turks because the Ottoman Empire is a terrible fucking empire. Um, so Burton decided to ditch the costume and just enter Harar as an Englishman, despite the local prophecy that Harar would fall when the first European uh -oh. stepped through the gates. Did they check his dick, though? <laughs> would that have thrown them off? Yep. They'd have been like, wait, oh, oh, yeah. you're English. Oh, I don't know. I'm Canadian. You're missing something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like when an American goes to Europe. Not only like, did Harar Canadian. not crumble, but it got taller that day. Three more floors for every house. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your cock. Um, so anyway, he, he, goes, he goes through, and surprisingly, you know, the Amir there, he's like only 25, so he's kind of like progressive, and he's like, oh, hey, Burton, how's it going? Like, they welcome him in. They, you know, they have a good conversation. He's like, dude, you know a lot of shit about the Quran, man. What the what the hell's going on, brah? And he like, you know, he puts on his Supreme shirt and you know, gets drip Tesla. Does some Yeah, he's dripped. Uh the one thing that is drippy about him is uh the fact he has like chronic bronchitis, probably from smoking hookah <laughs> all the time. Something that Burton promised he could cure. Toothbrush. Um yeah. And of course, now that he's in Harar, uh, Burton takes time to make notes about the women there. He said they were quite beautiful and lacked morals. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> they there. weren't. They weren't so uh, tight. They were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did say he did say that he was a little bit weirded out with the fact that their boobs were tattooed with stars. They dyed their eyebrows and wore thick eyeshadow. I got a very. 2000 scene girl yeah, vibe. Sounds like uh, very familiar. <laughs> You've seen that before, haven't you? <laughs> that sounds like a, like a strip club. You would see that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Everyone had these uh, spider web tattoos on their elbows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the natives call them a tramped stamps. It's <laughs> good. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, he's checking out some tattooed boobies. He's like, that's kind of weird. I don't know if what? I like that. Probably didn't stop him. But, uh, <clears throat> Burton did have a little bit of trouble leaving Harar as the Emir, you know, was kind of like, oh, dude, this guy's kind of sick. He's got like good shit that I can trade. And I don't know if we should let him go. Cause then, you know, we'll get more Europeans coming through. But Burton was like, yo, if you let me go, I'll bring back this medicine for your bronchitis. You'll be all good. Um, so Burton was able to leave Harari, never brings the medicine back. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he leaves and he meets up with Hearn, Stroyan, and Speak back in Berbera. Uh, and they, they, they take a ship back to Aden where they discuss and kind of talk about, you know, what they had found and assemble all their notes. Um, 
And without, you know, stopping or going back to London, they're like, we got to set out again. While we're here, we got to do some more exploring. Um, and this time, they were going to look for the source of oh. the Nile. Unbelievable. Nothing, nothing major. Which has been a- the source of the most important river in world history. <laughs> going to the tip. It's not that important. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not. Yeah. It's big, yeah, well, but this is- it's not that important. Yeah, we'll 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 get into the history behind that in a little bit because literally people have been looking for the source of the Nile for thousands. <laughs> of I years. don't understand how you don't just follow the river. Yeah, right. Because it think. keeps it like branches off a bunch. There's a bunch of different lakes, so it's yeah. Never, uh, you bring uh, the team. Which is the true source. You bring the team. Get a yeah. helicopter. It's Victoria, yeah. right? It's like Victoria. Yes, it's Lake That's Victoria. What we've learned now. Um, yeah, we will we will go into uh, spoilers. During his mission, it was discovered. Not by <laughs> oh, him. That's gotta suck. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, so while they're planning this trip, their trip to um the Nile, their first trip to the Nile, uh, Burton gets a letter telling him that his mom died. Uh, which he was very close to his mama, even though he was a mm. hellraiser. But he had no time to really mourn because two months later they were back in Berbera. Um and they were setting out for their first uh, quest at the source of the Nile. Uh, now, the first mission would end shortly after it began. Um, because I remember you guys asking me when I, on the first episode, you took a look at his face. And we're like, what's going on with his face? What are all those scars? What are all those nasty-ass scars on his face? Are you about to tell a story about a fight he got in? We're gonna talk about a big. Do we want to learn about these scars? Learn how we got these scars? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump into it. So Burton, along with his English crew, they assemble forty men in Berbera, um, local guides, porters, and servants, and they set up. They assemble like a bunch of carnies. They set up a, a camp outside of the port town, uh, where they kind of plan and they're getting ready and they're telling people what to do. And one night while they're in this camp around two or three in the morning the dreaded somali raiders attacked Uh-oh. their camp wow we talked about how vicious they were so uh burton's team of 40 quickly was either hacked down or fled out into the you know the surrounding area um until it was just burton hern stroyan and speak and a few other servants in their tent, like they had like one of those big wood tents, right? Um, now, Speak was hit by a stone and <laughs> turned around and h- hid behind Burton. <laughs> and Burton was like, "What's what's wrong with you, man? You'll think, you know, they'll you'll send him a message that we're retreating." And this obviously hurt Speak's pride, so he decided to go full Rambo with uh, his two pistols, just like running out into the middle of the night shooting. Do you like, think he you said know? to him like, "Pretend they're all pregnant"? Just <laughs> yeah, they all have tasty, all have tasty embryos. embryos you can eat. Get them specimens. <laughs> Runs out there like Goofy. <laughs> all right, oh gosh, <laughs> oh ho. Uh, so he's off. He just like runs out into the night. Like m- most of the uh, Somalis are rummaging the half pillaged campsite at this point. So he's speak is out of the picture. They're, he went full Rambo. So Burton, Hearn, and Stroyan were left behind with about twenty Somalis surrounding the tents. And after they had exhausted what little ammo they had, 
they said fuck it and jumped out out of their tent and uh, went at the 20 Somalis with their sabers. Um, so in the melee, a Somali threw a dra- javelin through Burton's oh. cheek. Um, and that knocked out four of his back Ooh. teeth, destroyed his palate, and got embedded in his jaw with like the tip of it sticking out oh. the other end. We tip. Damn. Ooh. He survived that? <laughs> Not only did he survive, Burton stumbled around with the spear in his face for like hours. Uh, he got like kind of separated from his friends because obviously he had a well, spear. They didn't, didn't recognize head. him. Oh, Richie. Um, Hey. Hey. So he's just like literally stumbling around with the spear in his face. And he somehow signals to one of his servants. I'm sure he can't talk. But to go run to a boat that Burton had dined on the night prior that was luckily anchored a few miles away. So he's literally just like running, like walking around this like forested area. He goes to a stream. He's like bleeding out. And he's got a... (laughs) Spear stuck Damn. in his face. Mm. Um, eventually, he stumbled around until dawn. So I said the attack probably started two or three. We're talking around six o'clock or so. Um, and uh, he was found by the the uh, crew members of the ship. Um, but they were like, "Where's Hearn? Stroyan speak." Uh, Hearn was able to escape the melee with just a few bruises and was found by the crew an hour later. Uh, Stroyan was found dead, uh, his heart and stomach pierced by a javelin and his head oh caved God. in. Wow. Richie would have survived that. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Just a, just a flesh wound. Burton tried to bring Stroyan back to Aiden, but his body rotted on the ship, so Lost they had it. to do a burial wow. at sea. And now Speak was found alive as well, but he probably wished he was dead. Couldn't um, have. They so, ate his embryos. Yeah. Ooh. They sewed his pussy. <laughs> my pussy! My pussy! Oh, oh. My pussy! Oh, the pussy behind my balls. Ow. Yes. Speak had very flabby butt cheeks, and they were able to sew oh, it real tight. Oh, that guy from the Oblong? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speak was wounded in his whole Rambo attempt. I mean, it's the middle of the... I think they had, like, six-round revolvers at the time. Uh, but, you know, you have six rounds, and then you have to literally manually put all the th- shit back in. There's no magazines. So he had basically 12 shots, and then he was captured. Um, his captor kept him safe throughout the most of the night, um, probably thinking that he would have got himself a good slave to sell. Remember, the slave trade is big in Africa at this time. Um, and he watched as the Somalis partied and did war dancer dances and all this shit. And one of the unprotected, one of the, the captor that was protecting him, I guess, went, walked off at some point. And another raider came by and asked him if he was a Muslim or a Christian. Now, of course, Speak didn't speak any of the languages, right? He was like an idiot, but he got the gist of it and he was like, he was proudly said he was a Christian. So like, I'm a Christian, goddammit. Um, so the raider then proceeded to start skewering him with, oh. his, jav- with his javelin, just like poking him like a sack of potatoes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I'm not that Christian. <laughs> yeah. I, I only I'm go to church Catholic. on Christmas. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Bing bong. I'm atheist. Uh, yeah. Speak, uh, quote, smelling death, was able to muster up just enough strength. His hands were bound together. Uh, just enough strength to hurl himself on the raider that was doing this, knocking the raider off balance and then fleeing naked off into the woods and to the coast. Uh, he was discovered by the ship crew. He had 12 or 11 deep wounds in his body all over the place. One of them was like deep in his leg. Um, but surprisingly, he survived. Yeah, it's weird because I think that's the rule of thumb. If you have 11 to 12 deep gashes in the heart of Africa, you're going to die. Yeah. I think he's the only person yeah. in history to survive that. Yeah. <laughs> so what a successful trip we had here, right? This is a great search for the Nile. It literally just went to like, it's like flying to, like, uh, flying to Paris and then just getting too drunk on in the airport and having the like and getting arrested. <laughs> That's an interesting comparison. Not wrong. Uh, yeah. You get the other flight grounded in uh, Boston like an hour after takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like trying yeah. to fly anywhere, and then it's also September 11th. <laughs> so welcome to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was definitely an experience for them, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what, exactly what Speak said. <laughs> this makes He's us like, uh, closer friends, you know? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You know, I... Uh... Your face is <laughs> fucked up. I'm skewered. Let's go. <laughs> I ate some animal yeah, embryos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here. I kind of wrestled the guy after he stabbed me a bunch. <laughs> we saw that sewed up pussy. What else is we going <laughs> to do? Come on. <laughs> Let's go home. Now, now, Burton was sent home because, you know, he literally was missing uh. half of his jaw. Um, and he was sent home to recover from his wounds as well as, at this point, he had a doctor look at him, and he's like, "Dude, your syphilis is in the secondary stage. It's right raging, now. which means that, yeah, which means that like things start to rot, your brain starts to get a little bit, you know, cheesy. <laughs> How do you know you have <laughs> syphilis? So cheesy. Your dick's leaking. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, your dick starts <laughs> to leak, and you start to just bleed and get like it's like monkeypox. I, think I have that. <laughs> no matter monkeypox. Yeah. Monkeypox. I have a uh, the newest strand. I'm always up to date." Mm. You're always up to date. Okay. That's good. You kissing men? <laughs> Apparently, that's how you get it. Hey, why not? Free love. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? When in Somalia. So, uh, yeah, he comes back. Uh, he comes back to England now. When Burton first set out on this trip, uh, in general, when he first kind of came, left after Mecca and went out to like kind of explore Africa, uh, which was late 1853. The Crimean War had broken out. Um, now, this was a war between um, uh, England, France, the Ottoman Empire, Sardinia, and some other supporting nations versus Russia and Greece. It's kind of like a war. I mean, it was very like geopolitical. I remember reading a book about it a while back, but to sum it up, it was kind of just like Orthodox Christians being mistreated, I think. Yeah, right, it was... Very much like the Russians and the Ottomans were a little upset with each other, and then Britain and France were like, wait, we can't let Russia win this war that's about to happen, so we need to prop up the Ottomans. So right, it was a right. war where like a lot of people on both sides found themselves being like, wait, we're fighting together on this one? <laughs> it was like the first time the British and French fought side by side, and we're like, this is this kind of doesn't feel right. Like, Yeah, that's gotta be real weird. Yeah, I feel like we're sleeping with the enemy right now. <laughs> that, that feels How good bizarre. sometimes. Yeah. 
Right. I think I think there's a lot of characters in uh, the Crimean War that we could probably jump into and you know do a real deep dive into that war because it was a sloppy. Yeah, it's one. like <laughs> very a sloppy. lot of firsts happened in the Crimean War. It was like the, one of the first photographed wars, first like heavily covered war by in newspapers. Everyone died of disease. Like there was not much huge battle. Well, there were battles, but like most of it was just rampant right. disease. It's the um, the light charge of the light brigade is the is in the Crimean War. Really? Yep. That, yeah. That's that's the famous one. That in the siege of Sevastopol yeah. or whatever. Sevastopol. Yeah. Um. So Burton returns to London, uh, May of eighteen fifty-five. He quickly recovers somehow. I feel like, and he he looks he's a pretty good-looking guy, and I feel like the scar probably added to his mystique right on his face. Um. But yeah, he recovers from that. I mean, he's missing a few back teeth. Um, also got a tr- got treated for syphilis. And remember, this isn't a time where they could cure syphilis. So it probably meant that he was like getting sounded with mercury like or something like that. <laughs> Just injecting heroin uh, into his dick. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, should help. Exactly. I mean, that's what um, science is, man. Yeah. It's just a collection of shooting things into your dick. Yeah, pull it out. We'll yeah. see it. Uh, pretty shortly after returning, he was requesting to be deployed to Crimea uh, because he kind of saw as as like he needed to regain his honor. So he like went and did this botched Nile journey, and he's like, "All right, I gotta join." He's technically still in the military too. He's like on half pay, and you know, back then you bought a commission, so until you gave up the commission, you were technically part of the military. What about that book he wrote about um, the boys, the boy brothels? I thought he was like discharged because of that. It's a military book. They actually treasure it. They don't. They don't publish it for the public. It's uh, they, they hand just, it out to the yeah, new, oh, the new right. recruits. Here's how to love boys. Yeah. So, Welcome to your, no, you know, a- your Majesty's service. Uh, read this book in a closet. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good question, though, Mike. I mean, that book is that book's still floating around, but I think at this point. Uh, Europe is, or England's a little bit desperate with, like, they're in war, so they're like, ah, you wrote, on wrote a weird pedophile book, but, We're lowering know. our standards. <laughs> yeah, meat shield, yeah. come on in. But he did, he did have, he entered the war with kind of some disadvantages of kind of gaining that notor- notoriety and fame that he was craving. Well, first of all, the majority of, like, the big fights were over. We mentioned the charge of the Light Brigade and siege of Sebastopol or whatever. Um, those had already happened. Those were like the big things. And like Connor, you mentioned it was mainly just people going over there and getting sick. Yeah, at just this getting point. dysentery, <laughs> you know? meeting Florence Nightingale, yeah. <laughs> then dying. Yep. Cool. Um. So Burton would join at the very tail end, but he still wanted to go, and he didn't know that at the time there was this guy named Lord Raglan, who was an absolute idiot of a commander. Um, we could probably do the Crimean if we wanted to pick a dude to do around the Crimean War. This Lord Raglan might be a guy to look into, uh, but he refused to promote or deploy or, or like advance officers that were active in the East India Company. So basically, any soldiers that had experience, because that's where England was fighting before the Crimean War, he was like, "No, these guys they Not can't them. serve. The you know we don't want them around." Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And of course, of course, that was where Burton was, so he wasn't going to really get advanced. 
um, up the ranks. But he basically arrived in Constantinople with looking for like a commission, looking to be like placed with his commission, and he's placed with uh, General F uh, W F Beetson. Um, and Beetson put him in charge of what they called an irregular cavalry unit, which was comprised of Turks and Albanians, and they were stationed in Gallipoli. Um, this unit would be called Beetson's Horse, or an even better name, the Bashi Bazooks. <laughs> what about Beetsing a dead horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that sounds like it, and that's a saying, right? I mean, I, I like the ba- I like the Bashi Bazooks. It sounds like a Seuss. Bashi animal. Bazooks. <laughs> what does that sound like to you, Bashi Mike? Bazooka, but a little bit. Bash of bazooks. Well, that sounds matter. like slang for like uh There's less jokes to be made. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Beats the horse. <laughs> now, Burton 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 loved this uh position because he could study and immerse himself in an, yet another culture, these Albanians and Turks. Um he particularly liked the Albanian style of dueling. And this was where both men stood very close. Uh, both w- would cock their pistol in their right hand. And in the other hand, they would have a bottle of Rocky, hard uh, Turkish liquor. We talked about that. Uh, the two men would then chug the liquor, and whoever finished the liquor could shoot the That's other guy. awesome. That's the best way <laughs> yeah. to duel ever. Well, what if you don't honor that? You're like, I'm fucking killing this dude. There's no honor. Who cares? Yeah. It's Get Albanian? It yeah. What is even Get Albanian? the job done. That sounds made up, Travis. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's documented. And literally, Burton, people were like, these generals would be like, Burton, you got to let, not let these guys do this dueling. And Burton's like, it's part of their culture. Like, as long as they're respecting the rules, it's fine. <laughs> Man, I love rules. <laughs> Rules meant to be broken. Yeah. But Burton did have a tough tough job with these this cavalry unit. Most of the troops were drunks, um, and they were constantly harassing locals and other soldiers. Investigators were sent out many times, and but Burton and Beetson would defend their troops and try to like drill them um and like get them in line, right? So it's like he's got these uh misfits. You know. Misfit, yeah, cavalry. <laughs> the uh ba- yeah the bashy bazooks <laughs> yeah the bashy bazook tards yeah the bashy bazooks didn't see much action in the korean war well, so i, I didn't think they did <laughs> hammered. yeah yeah they were in the korean war they, they just well, put them in a cryogenic well, the korean war was like a lot like a un peacekeeping mission so it kind of tracks yeah yeah, yeah. Crimean, Korea, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they didn't see much action, so Burton didn't see much action either. The only action they did see was from friendlies. So while Burton was away in the Dardanelles at some officer briefing, his, bash- his bashy bazooks started to scuffle with some French troops. Um, the Turkish regulars were called in, and they surrounded the bazooks camp and were like started to set up artillery to start shelling them when Burton came back and like <laughs> they're like you were going to blow my troops up you literally were going to shoot start shooting cannons at your own <laughs> at your own guys they're like yeah they're assholes <laughs> um 
The incident was diffused by Burton, uh, and then Burton re- actually resigned after this, and there was a whole Im- inquiry about Burton starting a mutiny, and a, that, again, he went to the Crimean War to, like, regain honor, but now he comes back even more damaged reputation. Um, so Burton would return to London in late uh, 1855, uh, and... Between a series of court martials from this whole mutiny thing, he eventually got out of it. But um, he started; he kept himself busy. He started to write books. Uh, he set up a company to help people make hajjas to Mecca in London. Um, but there was one thing that he really could not get out of his brain, and that was returning back to the Nile and like trying to find. That he wanted to go back to Africa. I want to get my revenge on those people that took my jaw. Yeah, I want the other side of my <laughs> yeah. jaw taken off, so I can look like an insect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also in in eighteen fifty in eighteen fifty six, he set up the I think it was the Anthropological Society in London, which I was reading a little bit about, and it was basically just like the racist society. It was like if you took <clears throat> all of the like black blackface and like mamajamas of the South and America and like made an established you know society oh, <laughs> around it like the inside of an actual anthropology. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. If that's not uh, appropriating cultures, then I don't know what is. Damn it, <laughs> clay pots, my so through. Yeah, right. That's not an Indian clay pot. Native American did not make that. Such appropriation. Anyway, take us inside of the London one. Right. So from 1855 to 1856, he sets out to try to gain support for another trip to Africa. But before he could get to his big adventure, we have to deal with Burton Stalker, Isabel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Right. So he's back in London again. She's. Literally, Isabel's been reading about Richard as much as he she can. So um, maybe now that you're uglier, you'll want to get with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's been that that exploits in the Mecca like were published while he was looking for the Nile. So she's like reading all about this. She she read about his trip to Arar and his deployment in the Crimean War. He's probably um, like thinking, she, "Hey, maybe I can get this girl to tattoo her titties." <laughs> Because I saw that in Africa, and that's culture if I ever saw it. Will you, tattoo your, will you bleach your eyebrows for me? Let me scoop your yeah. foot out and tie you up. I don't want you to feel much. I don't want to tie it. No, he doesn't want to tie him up, but he does want to scoop it out. I need to, I need to practice yeah. the ceremony of breaking your seal. <laughs> we could practice with Velcro first. <laughs> Some tape. Uh, uh, Connor, you mentioned uh, Florence Nightingale. Yeah. She actually tried to join Florence Florence Nightingale as like a woman serving as a nurse over in Crimea. Oh, Isabel did just to be close. Yeah, just to be closer to uh, Richard. <laughs> um, her parents were like, "You're not doing that. You're li- you literally are like a baby child. Like that. You know, like she's the type of girl that like gets a beamer right away and then like." think she's like the best driver i'm gonna around, write a book you know, about my experiences mm. <laughs> right they're like you're not going there uh, florence Nightingale's is a different person you're not going but then one day uh while walking around in the botanical gardens with a friend she looks up and across the garden 
is none other than Richard Burton <gasps> talking to his cousin that he once proposed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's like, sees him, and you're like, oh shit, she's talking to that chick again. My like, competition. The one that beat me out. <laughs> yeah. Isabel ran up to Burton and shook his hand. Ah, oh, hello. That's attractive. Yeah, I don't think Burton really remembered who she was <laughs> at first. Um, but uh, I think he said something along the lines. His cousin was probably like, "That's that girl you danced with that one time." It's like yada yada's sister, and she's Please, like, and he was like, "Oh, she's hit on her up. instead of me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, "He's grown up. She's grown up into a fine specimen, or some shit like that." Um, so they actually started dating this time. And uh, Isabel was totally enamored with all the stories and adventure. She also allowed Richard to hypnotize her because, you know, this is a man that has a royale and a long mustache. Like, he just looks the part. Good. <laughs> man, he must have gotten During... away with such crazy shit in bed. If she's that obsessed <laughs> oh, and yeah. he's like, oh, look, yeah. this is. I'm going to hypnotize you. This is what they do You're hypnotized. in these other cultures. <laughs> yeah. You're hypnotized. <laughs> Anal. <laughs> so, Flip Tom, <laughs> I feel like that would be Burton's ideal situation, but she's of extremely hardcore Catholic. Lame. So that's, well, that's not fun. That's yeah. why he so, hypnotized her. <laughs> yeah, because he raped right? her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hypnotize. Now you can have sex, and God won't know. He'll have no idea. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this during this courtship is when Isabel shows him that like fortune cookie that oh, she got right. from the gypsy, right? And she's like, "Oh, I will marry a Burton." Um, Isabel's family was not impressed by Burton. I mean, he had a reputation, and Burton's sister uh, and rest of his family, his dad, did not like Isabel because they saw her as a brainwashed Catholic. But nonetheless, the two of them were engaged within two months. Um, and then immediately after that, Burton left on his trip for See Africa. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Keep the house warm. Uh, Isabel tried to give Burton a gold chain with the Virgin Mary on it for his trip to like keep him safe. And Burton was like, ah, uh, thank you, uh, but I can't wear that because they'll literally cut my throat for the gold. And I'm Muslim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? So she was like, yeah, she was like, oh, you can't wear a gold one? So she gave him, like, a steel Virgin Mary, which I'm sure was at the bottom of his suitcase. I'm sure he dropped it in the English <laughs> Channel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even. I'm yeah. sure he dropped it in the Thames. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to have sex. See you later. <laughs> the boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Isabel that knew that he... Until I get back. <laughs> yeah. Isabel knew that he was going to leave for Africa, but Burton never gave her an actual date, so one morning she woke up and her friend was like, oh, Burton just left on the, that ship. Even better. She's like, oh no, my love! You forgot your metal thing. <laughs> Romance. All right, so we're jumping back into the adventure here, right? We're... That's it. That was all we had to deal with Isabel this episode. <laughs> I assume she's coming she's... back again. Oh, yes, she is. Um, so back to the adventure. So these, as I mentioned kind of earlier before, the source of the Nile had been long sought after throughout history. Uh, Greeks didn't know where it was. The Romans didn't know where it was. They had sent expeditions down there. I think there was a guy called 
Ptolemy. It wasn't the M. Wasn't the Pharaoh, but it was like Ptolemy the second, who was like a geographer. Had mentioned that it would it might have come from a lake that's like around the equator. He's like the closest anyone ever got before this. Um, but just to be clear too, um, Europeans had found the source of the Blue Nile, but not the White Nile. So if you could imagine the Nile being fed from two different sources, like deep in Africa until it eventually like meets up. And then like, that's like Egypt Nile that you think. Oh, of. so it's not, it's not one it's source. Like, like, it's like, it's just like how the like Mississippi is more the Missouri river than it is the Mississippi. Right. Yeah. Is that right? Um, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of jealous of like these times. Cause there's like this mystique about the world. Oh, what the fuck's out there? Yeah. Now I just go on Google earth and just see everything. Yeah. Which kind of yeah. cool. Not even wrong. Yeah, but we can't go explore space. We can see it. I can go on Google VR and just be in space. <laughs> no, the, the these were, I mean, there was a lot of weird legends about it. Like, there was, uh, some people said there were, like, these weird, like, fountain statues, right, of, like, kind of Lord of the Rings style. Like, this guy with a big jug, like, tipping it in like somebody had built, you know? So there was, like, all this mystique. You're right, Mike. It, it was kind of interesting. Um now, the White Nile was the main source. That was, like, where most of the water was coming from. The Blue Nile, I said, had already been discovered. That's in modern-day Ethiopia. They found it in the 16th century. Um, but as far as I knew, the White Nile could be from anything. Maybe Some people thought there was an inland African sea. Some people thought, you know, oh, it comes from a mountain. Or, you know, like, there's all these weird... Uh, myths and legends around it. Um, Richard was not the only person exploring that area of the world. Burton's contemporary rival was an African, was an English explorer in Africa. Well, he was Scottish. Um, guy named David Livingstone. Um, Livingstone is probably more well known. You may have heard that name before yes. because he was like the cleaner, whitewashed version of Burton. Uh, he was not writing about dicks and sewn up vaginas. He was like, I need to convert all these Africans to God. Was it th Write about their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What was the famous thing that happened with him? Didn't Someone, someone found him because he was lo presumed lost. And the, the line is Dr. Livingston, I presume. So that, right. that's been like parodied yeah. and everything. Yeah, his, and I think it. Was it, I think his wife was murdered or some shit and yeah yeah I don't know he, I forget where he was when he got, I think that he was somewhere in the Congo he was like, in London oi no the just, the, the when they when he was lost no I know I just oh. made that end. sorry <laughs> <laughs> he was in New Jersey boy which way to pick a dilly <laughs> can't figure out where the hell I am North Dakota or South Dakota um, they feel the same. <laughs> So Livingstone was also part of the Royal Geographic Society, uh, and Burton's exploration into Africa was also funded by the same society. So it was like, they were just like, let's get as many people down there, um, kind of exploring and mapping the area. Burton didn't say that he was looking for the source of the Nile, because it would have been rejected. Like, the National Royal Geog Geographical Society would have been like, I don't care. Like just map this water. We don't care about water. Yeah. Well, they were they were looking for this inland sea, right in the middle of Africa. I guess they thought it was like a donut or something. Um. 
But so that's what he was really looking for was this inland ocean in Africa. And uh, even though John Speak was a complete idiot, Burton, for some reason, decided to take him along. I trust this guy. I'm going to put more yeah. holes in my body. <laughs> Speak had never, because he turned got turned into a human pincushion, had never forgiven Burton for the botched exploration. And we know that from his journals. But he concealed his hatred towards Burton just to go on the trip. Wow. <laughs> Being the it's bigger like, man. I, I fucking yeah, hate, what a champ. Yeah, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> um... So Burton and Speak set out for Aden. Remember, that's in Yemen as like their starting point. Uh, they were supplied with the East in- Indian Company, and then in December, on December twentieth, eighteen fifty-six, they headed out to the port city of Zanzibar, which I only recently found out was a real place and not a Halo Two map. Oh, great Halo map, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic know, Halo. One of my favorite. I only know it as a Tenacious D reference. Mm. Zanzibar! Yeah, that song. Isn't that like a rice company, too? Is that Zatarans? <laughs> uh, that's Zatarans. <laughs> yeah. Louisiana style rice? Yeah. Oh, that chicken from Popeyes. That's a different company. No. Well, I'm hungry. Yeah, Give me too. Rice. I want that rice. Dude, Zanzibar is easily, I think, the best Halo 2 map. Yeah. Maybe that or Blood Gulch. Halo 2. Or I didn't really well, I, I played Zanzibar more in Halo 3. And Which one is that? Oh yeah, they remade it. That was the it. one where you could—I um, forget what it was called in Halo Three. They gave it a new name, but that was when you could change the map modes, and it's on a beach. Forge? And I remember I made one where, like, oh, what are you talking about? I'd have the fusion cores would be spawn in the sky, so they'd fall down like artillery barrages. And so, like, you recreate oh, a D-Day. Cool. You could mm. build a fort on the wall, <laughs> and then everyone just storm up the beach. It was great. Oh, that's the badass. Forge mode. Oh yeah, so good. Yeah. So Zanzibar is not just in Halo; it's uh, an island. Off the coast of Tanzania. I never knew that. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And now Zanzibar wasn't unknown to the English. They actually had a consulate there. Uh, it was ruled by a sultan or an uh, emir or whatever. <laughs> um, but so Zanzibar was like his new a- Aden. It was his new launching off point. Um, and, he, you know, Burton was told by the consulate he was supposed to get supplies from the consulate, English consulate. But they were like, supplies are too short. The consulate was like sick with some disease. And so they, the consulate was like, dude, you should just go, go back. Like, just give up on this. And Burns like, no, I will stay. And I will study Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there had to have been plenty of women there then. Oh, yes, there are. Diff- with very loose morals. Diff- uh, yeah, I guess so. Loose something. <laughs> so... He- <laughs> He started uh, there. He started to learn Swahili because, you know, he always said, I don't want to go to an area where I don't know the language. So he started to learn Swahili. He visited a local prison uh, where they he learned that one prisoner had been chained to a cannon in a position where he could neither stand nor sit for 10 years. Oh, what the fuck? Don't break the law in Zanzibar. Hmm. (laughs) What did this guy do? Sit. It didn't even say what he did. Burton was just like, give this guy, let him sit down. And they're like, no. Wait, (laughs) stand or sit? So he's like humped around the cannon? Yeah. That's fucked up. I'll say that. 
pretty funny too. At the same uh, time. I mean, ten years next to a cat. Uh, you guys had to have seen me on the tarmac yesterday. <laughs> God, I, it must have been the same thing. Amazing, you're not just laying just down this the whole wheel. episode. But Zanzibar's yeah. got some hotties. I just googled uh, Zanzibar Porn? women. Oh. No, just women. You know, I'm not starting off. That's a nice looking woman there. So sewed up. Wow. Some of them are very not good looking, but um, that's okay. Zanzibar I don't think that bothered star. Richard. No. Uh, Zanzibar was also a Muslim, a huge Muslim slave market. A whopping 200 to 40, or sorry, 20 to 40,000 slaves of all colors were exported per year from Zanzibar, to mainly to most of the Muslim world and, you know, like Asia-ish. Awesome. Um, I thought that was just an American the, thing. I thought I was no, just kidding. At this I'm point, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's been everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it was majority black people, but I mean, like I think we mentioned in the past, like when Muslims could capture like a white girl or even a sailor, they'd put them on the market and they'd be shipped off somewhere right. as a slave. Um. Burden took no time to talk shit about the black people of the area. I mean, that's to be expected. Um, I'm going to save you a lot of the details, but I mean, uh, he said that Eastern blacks were underdeveloped and should never be a developed race. But he also attributed that to the underdevelopment to the slave oh, trade. So it was like a weird... I thought you were going to say that of, he treated it to the climate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the climate too. It was the climate. <laughs> I had that right there. The slave trade and the yeah. climate. Well, yeah. you can't blame them. It's hot. They just want to fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that good old Victorian so, racism. Right. So even though he's a complete racist and a piece of shit, uh, Burton never really liked slavery. He um, he wasn't afraid to document it, but he was like, we shouldn't have slaves. Um, and that will kind of encounter that in some of the following episodes, even though he did support the Confederacy for a different States reason. rights. But yeah, that's why. <laughs> Damn it. States rights just means slavery. That's just a code word for it. And, <laughs> and, uh, no abortions. Don't forget. Oh yeah. Don't forget. Um, abort those ladies. So wh- I mean, uh, babies. Yeah. What he had to say about Zanzibar itself, the city, he said it stank to high hell and that uh, public wells had a thick slime Mm. (laughs) on top. Mm. Yummy. He said diseases like dysentery, malaria, yellow fever, and hepatitis plagued the island. Um, And he even went so far as to say that he estimated that 75% of the population had some type of STD, probably like gonorrhea. Good to know. So, yeah. yeah. So talking about banging broads there. Eh. Wrap it up, Burton. Let, <laughs> wrap it up with I, like an olive. I'd rather just skin. cut off more of my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Burton also made notes that there was a endemic kind of uh, Genetic passing of elephantitis oh, on the island. Oh shit! Just yeah. in the penis um, area. Well, <laughs> actually, now that you mention, uh, he said twenty percent of the population had this some form of it, and it usually 
happened in the balls. Oh, in particular. they've got great big balls. <laughs> nice. Huge They're balls. They're riding shotgun. He, he said sometimes these balls would hang below their knees. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that sounds more like a big sack than balls. <laughs> uh, well, to say that it's the balls, he also remarked and studied that they would come three times the usual load. <laughs> This is like you ever obviously see, elephantitis. Like, yeah, <laughs> they've got like, you know giant that porn hub? <laughs> Yeah, that Pornhub ad where it's just like fucking cum going into a beaker, or you know they got the fake right. Cock, that was him. That was actually like, footage from uh, the first <laughs> yeah. footage ever obtained. Was science he was yeah. capturing? Yeah, for science. Uh, for science. Oh, flashbacks. Watching <laughs> <laughs> this porno with this dude. All right, I don't gotta say it. Should I say it? No, 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 Why no, not? no. Yeah, you do. So this dude had like a 12 inch, like, it had like a 14 inch white, like, dick. It was so fake, though. There's no way a dude, white dude's got a dick like that. And it's like in his jeans. He's like, yeah, you like that. You like that. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen the fake penises. Yeah. yeah. And that's hysterical. Yeah. Like, who the fuck likes that? <laughs> like, the that watch? guy. I guess he so. He looked like, like, yeah. look like a sicko. There's obviously a market for it. Well, he's I got mean, a lot of money, that guy, probably, more than me. Yeah. Or he's got a 14-inch dick. Or he's dead. Or he's dead. Or yeah, he's he dead. tripped over it and fell down some stairs. So did he name? Did he name the like a specific disease? Was it like? Did he call it like Dirk Diggler's disease? Called <laughs> Mandingo, Tom Mandingo. No, yeah, he, he was like it's elephantitis just in the ball region. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're like tadpoles, the uh, semen. You can see them with your bare eyes. They need to be drained. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Constantly. Uh, so, Burton and Speak, uh, remember, he's there with Speak, so uh, they assembled a team of underpaid guides and servants and decided to go on, like, these pre-mission trips. Uh, so they headed out to the mainland, uh, to Mombasa, uh, which is in modern-day Kenya. And they towed a boat that would be was supposed to be used when they found this African inland sea, right? It was like some European-style boat that they were towing with, like, an African-style boat. Now, the, the reason why I bring up this boat was that <laughs> the boat's name was Louisa, named after Burton's cousin, not Isabel. Oh, <laughs> classic Richie. <laughs> Yeah, well, I forgot yeah. my wife's name, so she was the next one. No, to they're pop not married up. yet. I'm gonna name it after Call the person off. I really want to have sex with. Yeah, my cousin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they stopped at this missionary that uh, the East Indian Company said, you know, pick up this preacher um, to bring along uh, on your trip. But the thing was, was Burton pissed off the Christians, and the Christians pissed off Burton. And Burton was like, I don't want this dude walking around trying to convert everyone to, like, Jeebus. So that kind of just ended with them being like, eh, we're not going to bring you along. Just stay here. Um, yeah. <coughs> Burton and Speak continued on to see Mount Kilimanjaro. They didn't climb it. It had been discovered, I think, about six years before they actually went there. Um, but this whole trip was just kind of like a waste of time and supplies uh they started losing everything on this trip they lost like sextants like all these surveying tools bullet molds um 
Speak had shot all these animals, and then all the pelts molded up and like went bad. They even lost the ship Louisa, right? And, oh, we got to bring the ship to the end. Oh yeah, they lost that one sea, by accident. Right? I'm tired of dragging around a ship. Yeah, are they losing right. things, or, or are they just being it? robbed constantly, or are they just leaving uh, it behind? Think, yeah. It's annoying to walk with this shit. It's it's probably a combination of both. Both during this trip, <laughs> there's a moment where Burton literally steps on a fire ant hill <laughs> and then they get bit the hell up and like they leave all their supplies and it's a it's just kind of a waste like they're supposed to be trying to find the night like they're not trying to find the nile on this trip they're just like doing it for shits and giggles wow. um so they return back to zanzibar sick as dogs now with less supplies for their main mission um they do another exploratory expedition in may of 1857 Basically doing the same thing, wasting time, money, and energy. Um, and after six months of hanging out in Zanzibar and exploring the co coastal regions, their exploration would begin the 17th of June, 1857. And we are I'm going to leave you with a big old penis uh, elephantitis come waiting for you oh, for next week. Nice big we elephant are, load. Yeah, elephant load. Well, because we are going to go... Tomorrow, next week, we're just going to be talking about this trip to find the source of the Nile. That's awesome. Cool. I'm very excited. Uh, guys, thanks for being here. Mike, yeah. put your shirt down. You're getting me excited. <laughs> I'm about to show my <laughs> Tom's getting inspired by Rich and his cousin love, apparently. Yes. Looking over uh -oh. Mike. Uh -oh. Ooh, hey, you. Yeah, watch out, Mike. I don't know it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very tired right now. I'm on no sir. Right, you guys are, you guys are gonna find out your step cousins. <laughs> I, I do have boobs now. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I'm beginning to wake we gotta, up. We gotta get Tom out of here. We gotta get him out of yeah. here. You got guys, kill me, okay? Thomas syphilis. He's horny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Well, boys, uh, just like syphilis, we got a whole a whole lot more to come. We got a lot more. Uh, <laughs> got a lot more. Episodes. Can't wait. Awesome. I'll shoot. Yeah. Okay, Travis. Thanks yeah. for doing this research. Hey, thanks, again. Travis. Thanks. I, I very much appreciate this, yeah. uh, Richard Burton fellow. Yeah. Can't Seems wait like for more champ. Dicky B. He's top mm -hmm. G. Yeah, and if ruffian Dick. <laughs> and if you want to be nice to us, or especially Mike, because he hates money, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/RoastMortonCast and give us your money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you yeah. want to do anything else, just say hey online. You right? guys got merch left still? Nah. Yeah, somebody from Germany just bought the God Fluffer shirt. Oh. <laughs> Way to go, hit. Germany. Yeah. Grutentag, they say. Yes. Yeah, Grutentag. All right. And as they also say in German, Danky Shane. That's right. Danky Shane, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the gang. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Latest. Good night. And good morning.